When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. AFL Nation's Michael Barlow, all thanks to Ty Power's store-wide super sale. Mickey, thanks for coming on, mate. Yeah, morning, Sammy. Um, we can overreact a bit, can't we, uh, after after a week? And maybe if Brisbane go down tonight, we can start to ask some questions. But um, it's right there in front of them. They were poor mm. last week. You can imagine it would have been a pretty edgy week there at Brisbane. Just before we get to this game tonight, can we just put a line under the Carlton Geelong game from last night? As someone who coaches at a obviously a, a very high level, how did you? What did you make of the way the game was won by Carlton? I mean, I was drawn to their forward pressure that wasn't there last week, particularly their smalls who got to work without the ball. I mean, how did you say, see it uh, playing out? And is there a blueprint? I love it. Each and every year, a, yeah. a, a, a premier gets challenged. There's suddenly a blueprint to beating them. What did you make of it all? Yeah, they're always the hunted, aren't they? The, the premier from the year before, so and it probably showed on the cats just the whether visibly you're probably looking at some of their players last night and and just seeing are they were they up for the fight fully? Um, the longer the game went, and they know now that 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 sides are going to come for them, individuals are going to come for them. Mm. There's going to be a plan around how to play them, and yeah, you mentioned the forward pressure. Um, you know, Durden, Owies, who aren't renowned goal kickers really although being small forwards always kicked the three goals last night but Durden largely got his spot in the side last year off forward pressure even Harry Mackay brought into that side of the game um, you know laying a really good run down tackle uh, I think he did a lot of work on his speed over over the summer to be able to to produce um, on the ground and in the defensive side of the game so yeah they, they came with front half pressure um, they again coaching Sammy and stats say that it's come hand in hand. I heard a stat last night that um, Carlton only scored nine points in round one off, off front half turnover. Yeah. Um, whereas last night they, you know, I think quadrupled that stat. So turning the ball over in their front half, um, making Geelong play off a long field, uh, it just looked far more like a Carlton game last night that compared to the round one game where they played largely from their defensive 50. Yeah, looked like a better method, didn't it? All right, let's have a look at this game tonight. Uh, Melbourne, a lot of a lot of hype around Melbourne. You can understand why that pre-season form, Frank, with a round one showing, and then Brisbane. So another premiership fancy here could join Geelong at, at zip and two, Mick. Now, there's some recent history between these two clubs. Obviously, Melbourne's got a hold of them in both home and away matches last year. Round 23, we know the tension board over at the Gabba with the Zorko Petty incident. And then, um, obviously, the semi-final where uh, Brisbane rolled them at the MCG and Melbourne was sent out in straight set. So I want to play a piece of audio with you. I'm keen to know is that when you were playing the game, how much the senior coach might have tapped in to the narrative around a particular side. Now, this is Chris Fagan yesterday who... Really did bristle up, it's got to be said, Michael, when uh, it was put to him that there might be um, perhaps a little bit of irritation between Melbourne and his lines. The history between yourselves and the Demons, it's, it's, a, it's a grudge match. It's, it's, yeah. I'm not. It's a game of football we have to win. I don't care who we play tomorrow night. Those things are irrelevant to me, and they always will be as long as I'm the coach. We just got to go out and play the team we're beating tomorrow night. There's no grudge match. That's you guys 
get all hyped about that. I don't, mate. They're just a team we have to beat. Well, just on that, do you have to then tell that to your players? Because we've seen what happens when what you... What have you seen? Last time we played Melbourne, we played the ball and we played it hard. And yeah. we won the ball and there was no there was no silly stuff. So what what, what have I got to tell them to no, do well, differently? I don't know. That's, that's, yeah, that's, that's what I'm asking, Chris, because there has been a... Yeah, no. There was one game. One game in our history last year, round 23, where something happened. You're telling the story, mate, not yeah. me. So Chris Fagan taking no prisoners yesterday, Mick. <laughs> You're telling the story, mate, not me. So, um, we, we can drum it up, but I, I think there is a there's there's a, a, an element of of that tension between these two sides that Melbourne are embracing. Uh, from what I'm from what I'm seeing, that they're jumping on the plane and, and going up there to you know to put Brisbane on their heels. Yeah. At the start of this season, um, you know, the Zorko comes back into the side, um, which won't be lost on on the Melbourne fraternity. So. Uh, yeah, that's that extra layer of um, intrigue to the match. Um, I think Melbourne have played it up. You know, Chris Fagan getting a, a little bit um, defensive there on on the situation. Um, but I think they would have carried some of that motivation in last year in the finals, and it just just flows in. They need to to straighten up their game, and and a game like tonight, and the importance of it, and. Uh, the theatre surrounding it, I think, should help Brisbane. Yeah, what do you think they need to straighten up? So just defensively, we touched on this earlier, Mick. Um, so going back to round 10 last year, they've conceded an average of 94 points a game. They've had 100 or more kicked on them on eight occasions since then as well. So no Marcus Adams, unfortunately. They knew that. They overlooked Liam Jones. They did get in, obviously, Dunkley, Gunston, and the father-sons, Ashcroft and Fletcher. Did they need to shore up the defence, or is it more about the method that should be a concern? Well, I listened to Lockie Neal. Um, I think he spoke last night on the on the broadcast uh, heading into the game, and he was pretty matter of fact about what it was last week. Um, there's, there's an element from, from my my point of view. I think that they 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 believe the hype. Um, there was a hype around Brisbane, and many have, have lauded them or already anointed them as, as the premiers, and that that played into a bit of their psyche. But but Lockie was pretty um, straight down the line last night. They were no good in the contest. Um, they put their backs under pressure by. By being really poor in the contest and spread from contest, they didn't have a have an intent to defend as a team, um, which is required at this level. So uh, everything um, was on the table: contest, style, method, mm. everything associated with the way the Brisbane Lions went about it. So a response you would see um, is imminent, and, and tonight's game couldn't come quick enough for them. Uh, Craig McRae's press conferences have become compelling viewing as well at Collingwood. He almost dared um, Kenny Hinkley to run with uh, with Dacos yesterday. This after Kenny said Dacos might have to play on someone like Junior Rioli and how mindful it'd have to be in regards to his defensive responsibilities if that was to be the case. So I love the byplay between the two coaches. But uh, what are you seeing in Collingwood? They were super impressive and, uh, and Port Adelaide as well um, and that re-energised youthful midfield that Kenny's prepared to play. Yeah, I think the Brisbane Brisbane Port game last week, it, it, tail of two takes, wasn't it? Brisbane believing the hype, and then Port Adelaide, everyone or the the narrative can so often be written and and then be rubbed out pretty quickly. That Ken Hinkley, you know, he, he's he's a man walking the plank, and then really quickly they get a result like that. And, um, it speaks to the respect that that football club has as as a whole, but the players um, have have for their coach. So they'll go again. Um, the traditional time slot Saturday afternoon. Uh, against the Pies, but I can't see them getting a result here against Collingwood. I was a little bit pessimistic on the Pies um, only probably seven days ago heading into the season around. Have they gone a little bit too midfield heavy and, and what does their leg speed look like 
through the midfield. Um, well, they've got leg speed all around the midfield with Crisp and and Dacos, the two Dacos boys running off half back and wings, and and um, Bobby Hill comes into the front half. So they've complemented again. One um, Swallow doesn't make a summer, but mm. what you saw last week was the inside feeding the outside, and, and you know the. Um, left hand marrying up with the right hand in terms of the way they wanted to play. Um, the ability to get it out to the speed and their run and pop off half back um, is absolutely breathtaking. You, you put effort into Nick Dacos, then that takes away from um, the other weapons they do have. So um, some some people see it as black and white, uh, part of the pun with the Collingwood, uh, well, and the Port Adelaide uh, reference there with the, with the prison bars, but yeah. they see it as black and white that go, go play on Nick Dacos and take away his impact um but yeah that that team defense style and the ability to make sure that you are buffering all the weapons they have john noble's one that i think sneaks under the radar he's got tremendous ball use and penetration off halfback um to to accompany you know crisp and and dacos and and everything else they have, the loss of how is big. Um, but I think, yeah, Collingwood um, looked to get the result there. Hey, before we let you go, Michael, you were coached by Ross Lyon for several seasons, of course, over in Fremantle. And uh, his old team uh, was stitched up by his new team. Now, 10 goals beat seven goals. Now, was this your typical Ross Lyon game? Or, granted, he's had to manufacture things with a, basically a non-existent forward line. What did you make of yeah. Ross Lyon's first uh, sort of, I guess, exposed match? Yeah, played uh, played in plenty of these seventeen goal wins total. Uh, so it was there. It was the Ross Lyon game, um, he, and I was I was at the ground kind of watching. Uh, it wasn't an aesthetically pleasing game, but yeah. Ross went out there with a plan, and the Saints went out there with a plan. And uh, I think the critique of of Fremantle, if we look at the other side, is you know a lot of a lot of possession without penetration. Mm. The, you know, one hundred and thirty six marks. Yeah. Um, only the eight marks inside 50, a lot of commentary about Nat Fife and you know, the inability of him to impact the game as a forward. But um, we speak about Collingwood, you know, the, the, the system, the, the inside helping the outside. Um, I don't care who was playing in the front half for, for Fremantle last week. It, 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 was, it was a laborious job uh, to try and mm. connect to the ball and come up at the ball and, and, and create one-on-one options because St Kilda had that ability just to fold back. So... Uh, it was yeah, a really solid team defence method by the Saints. You know, watching from behind the goals, every time Frio chipped sideways or tried to change the angle of the ball, um, the Saints just reacted really quickly and and got outside their opponents. And um, the white jumper would look up, and all they would see um, is the jumpers of uh, red, white, and black in the Saints. So it, it was a it was a methodical effort uh, by Ross. I'll have to go again this week uh, against. Mm. Um, the doggies, uh, but yeah, the, the Dockers need to get a bit of more, bit more spice about their ball movement to assist their forwards. Hey, Alight, I've got one more for you, and it concerns uh, your other former team, the Gold Coast Suns. I mean, we're all expecting, we're all anticipating, you know, a, a rise to, to finals prominence in the not too distant future. But look, that was the, I think it was the, actually the highest pressure game of the weekend in round one up against Sydney. They were overpowered in the end, but. Should we be worried about them, Mick? Or um, again, you said we can overreact off the top, but there's there's plenty to work on this weekend. Yeah, there is. Like Sydney, at the end of the day, they were a good yeah. grand final side last year, so a good. Um, they have had the wood over them though in the last number of years, the Suns over the Swans, but that that didn't come to fruition last week. But I think they get a good draw this week. Like the Bombers, um, I think they go in kind of 
favourites with most of the markets. But yeah. I look at that game as as line ball. Yes, um, Essendon got the got the result last week against the Hawks, and the Suns didn't get a result against the Swans. And we can can overreact. Uh, they're two sides. I think that we'll get a fair read on on where they're at after this weekend. Um, going into the year, a lot would have thought you know, the Bombers would be kind of rebranding and, and getting going again. And the Suns, for a number of years, has been looked at that side as can they make the jump from you know ninth, tenth, eleventh, twelfth into the eight? And for that to happen, they just need to be winning these games. Um, and the trend uh, for the Suns for a long time has has been when these moments have come, they they haven't been able to stand up in the in the moment and and take the four points. Um, still too much reliance for, for, for mine on, on certain individuals within that side. Jared Witts had an enormous game last week. Took Miller goes to well every week um, for the Suns. It's, it's player 12 through to 22 um, that just hasn't been able to, I think, generate enough impact on, on matches to make them um, consistent enough to push those top-end sides. So, I see it as a, as a line ball game, this one, and we'll know a lot more about both sides after the weekend. Michael, love the chat, mate. Really appreciate you joining us this morning and, and your insights as always. Uh, enjoy the weekend of footy. Thanks, mate. Werribee versus Brisbane. Round one, VFL tomorrow morning. Shall we get started ourselves? Magnificent. Well, best of luck, uh, of course, to the mighty Werribee Tigers. Uh, appreciate it. Michael Barlow there for tie power, tipping winners on tyre safety all season. Of course, he's in charge uh, at VFL level. So great to have him on the line this morning.